Interesting. So I basically stopped eating at. My schedule is weird, so I'll stop eating at 10 p.m. and uh, I won't eat till like 6 p.m. next day. Whoa. So like you're constantly in fat burning mode. So you go to the gym while you're fasting and you're just burning fat the entire time. So ah, I got you. So that's just that's like the keto. Straight, the keto. That's the okay. Yeah, no, no, it's the key to success. I was. Oh, the, I thought it was keto. Uh, isn't that like a diet though? Isn't it is that a like diet, a, but I don't oh, do it because I have like crazy food allergies. <laughs> like I'm allergic to like milk, eggs, cheese, whey, shellfish, peanuts, and all that stuff. So all of the good things. Yes, yeah, pretty much like chicken and steak and. Damn. Are we are we going right now? Oh yeah, we're, oh, we're live. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're rolling. I like to use that as a, a little intro. Sometimes oh, nice. I'll, I'll grab the tail end of it. Sometimes I won't. <laughs> I just use it mainly to kind of see. Um, I could talk more about it. Yeah, your your um, just to make sure levels are good. So yeah. ideally, if you can stay about that distance, cool. If you move a little bit, it's fine. All no right, big yeah, deal. I'll, I'll make sure. Uh, to I'm slightly it. professional with this. Yeah, this place is awesome, dude. I'm really digging this. Thanks, space. man. You're like, like a real photographer. I know? try to be, or at least I'll, I'll pretend to be one, man. I mean, you got all the cameras, and you got. The iMac from like 1998. So yeah, dude, that was my first. So that was my first production. Does it still machine. work? Yeah, it still works. Really? Still turns on and runs OS 10 too. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. But thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And I got you a little gift. What? So I know like you're always like on the cutting edge of like photography and trying to like find like the cool like latest trends. Yeah. I got you a modern <laughs> wedding photography book. <laughs> ah, dude. From 1977. <laughs> it's got all like uh, all the stuff you got to know. Are you, you know, for to be real better, right uh, now, dude? This is yeah. dope. Thanks, man. Oh, wait, you, um, I think you, you, uh, you were at like a thrift shop or something, yeah, right? That, no, that was the Kodak, like how to be. Oh, that's what that how was. How to be like a, I don't know, a kid photographer. Look at this. Look at this, man. There you go, dude. Put the sun right behind him. Shit hasn't changed. I know, man. Shit has not changed. But those are the film days. Oh, like, did you film. do film? No. So let's talk about that for a second. All right. Um, so. Look at that backlight. Did you see that? Dude, oh, this is great. Oh, look at the font, too. Oh, this is Classic, so awesome. Yeah, Modern wedding photo. Dude, I love this. It's interesting, like, seeing old wedding photos. I don't know if, like, how how much... Are you, like, full-time wedding... Like, would you consider yourself, like, a wedding photographer? Or no, what do you see, I wouldn't consider myself a wedding photographer. I shoot weddings. Yeah. I know how to shoot a wedding. And I'm confident in shooting weddings. But I'm not a wedding photographer in the sense that I shoot way more stuff. And I, there are things that I would rather shoot, right. I guess I should say, is okay. that I'm, I'm sort of transitioning my career away from weddings. But with that said, um, to all of the, the couples that I have booked next year, uh, um, <laughs> you don't want to upset them. It's, it's what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm working with the, the people that I want to work with versus I, versus me trying to book, you know, 20, 30, 40 weddings for the year. Right. No, I'd rather book six that of, of couples where it's like that you love that, that, that you love the work that you're going to put your heart into. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that when, when they're hiring me, they're hiring me because of what I do and not because I'm a guy who presses a button. Right. And not right. to say anything about wedding photographers that they're just button pressers. I mean, you could kind of filter out a lot of people say they're just button pressers. But with that said, I'm, I'm actively trying to kind of move away and saying, I don't want to book a whole bunch of weddings. Mm. I want to just work on the weddings that I want to work because on. Because you do get burnt out, right? Dude, you get burnt so out I think so like I, I know we'll eventually get into that, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, we could dive into it now. Oh, wait, before we do, yeah. um, 
Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome <laughs> to Steve Walter Photo Podcast. We'll do intros. Yeah, we kind of just like jumped right into but it. But I love, man. I love the fact that that's. I don't have a format, and I like that. Yeah. And I don't know if the the people that are listening, guys, give me feedback if you're listening and you're like, dude, I wish you had a format. But I kind of like that I don't have a format. Are we live? Or yeah. Like we're we're like not, we're obviously recording. But, but this is yeah, this is uh. We're no, but we're, we're not like streaming, right? We're five minutes into it now. I'm not streaming. Okay. Anything. No. Yeah. Um. So this is season one. Everything is art. And today we have with us. Would you like to introduce? Yourself? Oh, we're season one. Yeah, I thought it was like season two, no, like episode six. So we're kind I of, did my research. Listen, I, you I did, went on YouTube. Bro. I watched it all. I binge watched it like it was a Netflix TV show. Oh, that's awesome, man. And, uh, and you show up with a gift. Bro, this is the best guest. <laughs> if I had a gold star, dude, you would get a gold star right that, now. Man. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. No, um, so, so what I'm doing is I'm running season one and season two in tandem. Okay. So the format, actually, I guess I do have a format. The format for season one is more like interview style. It's yeah, more yeah. of like who you are. Right? right. And season two is more about, well, here, are, here's a specific topic. But I mean, season one. And when we talk, we're obviously going to talk about topics. Right. right but right. part of it, too, is that I want to kind of dive into you. And that's more of what season one is. But I love that you you were, were checking out the stuff. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm Mark. I'm Mark Chung uh, at Mark Daniel 28 on Instagram, I guess. But I don't really post anything too much anymore. I've kind of, I guess I'll talk about that, but yeah, um, I kind of been taking a break from Instagram. I actually took like a 30 day hiatus, like completely deactivated all my just social media. Off. Yeah. Just kind of just stopped. Have you ever How, done that before? N- no, I, um, so when I go to visit and I have a trip planned to go visit my mother-in-law, she yeah. lives in the middle of nowhere in New York, like central New York. Mm. Um, if you know where Cooperstown, the baseball hall yeah. of fame is. Oops, so she lives over there, basically nowhere. Right. So when we go there, there's no service. So that's kind of my, my disconnect. Yeah. Um, and it's nice because it's just, I'm there, I'm spending time with my wife and now we will be with the kids and my mother-in-law and it's good. It's low key. And I don't think about any of that stuff. Oh. So that's kind of like a nice break. I haven't done that in a while, but that's probably the closest I get to it. Dude, I, I checked on my phone. It gives you that notification, the, um, the screen time, right, right? Right, right? You get the screen time and it told me, oh, and I, I have to say this out loud cause I have to be honest. It told me I was up 185%. And I looked at that and I'm, dude, I love the fact that it's there now. Cause I looked at it and I was like, that fucking sucks. Mm. I'm on my screen way more. And of course, number one, Instagram mm. right there at the top. And then but I was so like, shit. The thing that you realize when you take a break from Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook and all that stuff like that is that you don't realize how, I guess, second nature it is to kind of just like pull up your phone and like hit the app where it is. So after I deleted the, the apps on my phone, I would my brain would go to like press the button where it would be on the home screen. Yeah. It's so crazy how your brain is just trained to hit the, the spots where it's supposed to the be muscle memory because like you'll be like laying in bed or you'll be in line and you pull out your phone and you're like waiting and you, you just want to hit that button and it's gone. Yep. So, or you see something funny or you see something crazy happen and you want to share it with the world like you want to post on your story, but you can't, you know? Right. So it's just, it's just a whole different way of, of living life, I guess you could say. Cause they thought yeah. about it before I did it. I was like, when was the last time I just completely disconnected from any social media? And I, I could not remember a time before it maybe even existed, like MySpace, right? So I, I've always yeah. had MySpace and then Facebook came out. Yep. And then uh, I guess eventually Instagram came out. I didn't yeah. really do Twitter too much. Nah, I'm not but, a Twitter um, guy. Well, we're, we're visual guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a written guy. Yeah, me either. I'm not that interesting either way. I don't have that much to say. No, you know? no. So I'll uh, share some pretty, pretty colors and shapes. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I like. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, I never really took a break from it. It was yeah. always just like, it was always just there in the background, yep. you know? So then it just kind of completely changes your whole outlook on life, I guess you could say. Yeah, for so, yeah, sure. So I took a break and I was kind of over the whole likes and, 
you know, this, my picture didn't get this many likes or you kind of, you know, you feel a certain way when you work so hard on something and you post it. I know it's like an ego thing It is, and you really should try to get over that hump. And I know, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about, you know, likes aren't everything, but in reality, you know, you can put your heart and soul into a project and then nobody's responding to it and you just put it out in the world and it's just like, eh, whatever. That's cool. You could spend hours crafting this image, retouching, perfecting the light, all of this stuff, post it up and it gets some reaction. And then I take a picture of my kid with my phone and everyone loves that. I'm like, shit, come on. This is what I do. And yeah, my kids. Okay, cool. I I get it. You're, you're supporting me and my family. And then I'm there, but it's like, look at this beautiful work of art. And people don't like, I guess, I guess you should try to get your ego out of that whole mind frame, but it's hard to disconnect and and not feel a certain way about things you're passionate about. You know? Well, one of the things that I've, I've recently come about is uh, when I'm following other, you know, obviously we follow photographers. Yeah. I, I follow photographers. I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming as a photographer, yeah, do. you do. Um, you're looking at other people's work and then you kind of see some trends and things like that. So lately what I've been seeing is all these people, they'll post. Um, I don't know if you're back in, in social media on, yeah, on a regular yeah. basis, but yeah. people will post in their stories, these kind of like, I don't want to call them memes, but they'll, they'll post like these like forums of like, or, or these like templates of here's who I am as a photographer. And they'll mm-hmm. talk about that. And then from there, everyone's sharing the same thing over and over and over again. And then I'll see other photographers, they'll repost photographers that are talking about um, making money, basically. Right. And we can kind of dive deeper into that. But one of the things I've seen is that these photographers with all these likes and all these follows, and then they're, uh, well, what about like making money, doing work? And mm. then it's like, hey, man, the, the likes and, and follows don't equal cash. Right. Like it, yeah. it just doesn't. Or not unless you, you kind of work it to do that. So it's funny how... A lot of these successful photographers, they don't have a lot of followers. They don't have a lot of likes. You know why? Because they're yeah. busy working. <laughs> yeah. And, and part of it is that they're they're getting jobs because they're meeting people in person, and it's not just online. Yeah. You have to have you have to to be like I guess a successful business person in the in the media realm. You have to be on top of your Instagram game. You have to know how to like work the system. I do you have to? I don't know if people buy. Like people with thousands of, of likes. That they, I think that's. I think it's still they, a thing. They buy them. I mean, I know. I know personally wedding photographers that buy likes and they buy yeah. followers yeah. and you would see they would post an image and then it'd go from maybe like five to 20 to 30 within the first half an hour. And then you refresh it and it goes to 3000, 4000. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah. when you click on who's liking these and it's just these like garbage accounts. Right. And, uh, is that, is that beneficial for the person? I, I might be like, if I'm a client, I don't know anything about Instagram. Right. And I see a picture has got 3000 likes they must be a popular photographer, right? You know, and they're not putting two and two together like we are. We know right. we know the system and how it works. We're in the industry, yeah. So I guess it kind of works, you know. But it could for sure because that's. I mean, when you think about that, that's that's a form of an accolade, right? It's mm. like people will people will want to promote that they won a contest or that they have an award and all of these things, but. When you think about it, all those awards, most of them, you have to pay for those. Right. Like, hey, we want to honor you with this thing. Because I yeah. get those all the time. I'll get an email like, hey, you were the best blah, blah, blah in New Haven. It's like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. It's if like, you pay $300, hey. we'll give you this award. Yeah. Okay, well, did I actually earn it? Or is it just the thing that I can say I have? And yeah, now it's yeah. on my website. And that technically, I'm not lying. Right? A lot of the, like, the businesses, like the Better Business Bureau, you got to yeah. pay to be in that. Yep. And Yelp, for example, it's a bracket. So they would, <laughs> yeah. if they leave three-star review they'll put that first above all your 25-star reviews yeah so right uh, hey but if you pay us we will let you change it we'll let you manipulate yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's so i I mean i guess to the the right to the average consumer right if you see a lot of likes that means success Mm -hmm. and and there is there is definitely a flaw to that and it is part of it um 
you know, who doesn't want as a creator, who doesn't want someone to be like, dude, that's awesome. Other than like your mom, right? You like, yeah. you want the general public to be like, the work that you do is great. And it's not only for yourself, you should do it for yourself, but there, there is something about, I create this work cause I want to share it cause I want people to feel something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, art is arguably, you know, still kind of a luxury where it's like, here's this thing that is beautiful and it's amazing. And I want you to feel something either. I don't want you to, you want to hate it or you want to love it. And kind of the in-between is like, meh. So I want you to double tap. I want you to love that. Yeah. I want you to like that. And then it kind of, I mean, it fuels you a little bit, but I agree with you 100% to say, well, disconnect from that. Yeah. Like, like try not to care about that. But at the same time, if you are someone, and I was talking about this in uh season two with Jolly, where mm. we were talking yeah. about likes and followers and that, if your goal is to have a lot, a large following so that that becomes your career, right. Yeah. As an influencer, well, then that bad? shit's real important. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it disingenuous? Is it, is it not? I mean, yeah, it's kind of fake, I guess we're, but yeah. is it working for you to make money in your pocket? I guess so. If that's the way to get there, but because you just I become, there's, I guess there's, is there a right or wrong to it? No, not necessarily. Yeah. I think it's just that there is this, I don't know, this awareness. And uh, it comes down to, I think, the education, right? When you think about younger kids, uh, 11-year-old, I have 11-year-old and 13-year-old nephews that are strongly influenced by these YouTubers, by these gamers, right? These dudes that just sit and play video games. And then they're like, dude, I could get paid to do this. And it's like, well, you could, but at the same time, the person that's doing that has some business savvy. It's yeah. not like they just sit down and they like do the Jake nothing. Pauls and the Logan Pauls and I, I don't know by name, but yeah, these well, guys they're, they're that, are making, that are they're making they're making six figures plus yeah. playing video games yeah. because they have sponsorships and endorsements. They'll talk about this cool pair of headphones that they got, and you guys should check these out because they're amazing. Mom, I want those headphones. Yeah, man, it works. Like you're a salesperson at that point. You're you're a you know an internet celebrity if right. you want to call it. So. I don't say that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, that's an avenue that you can go down. And, um, I mean, it's just, I guess a different career path at this point. The fact that you could do that as yeah. a career, I, I could be a YouTuber. I, I feel, yeah, I feel <laughs> not to derail that, that whole conversation. Derail it, dude. But, um, yeah, I feel bad for the, the photographers that are just, they, they work every single day that they produce amazing content and they're just not getting any any love they don't get the recognition yeah because they don't know how to hashtag they don't know how to network but they're posting a phenomenal work you right know? and you'll you'll just never discover these people because like, they're just yeah they're from a different the, time um the black and white um photographer from like a few years ago she was like nanny there's a doc- netflix documentary around her oh they discovered her work right yeah is that what like, it was this guy I, found like a whole sh- uh, whole shoebox full yes yes and then just printed all of her work oh i got goosebumps thinking about it because i haven't watched it but i want to mm. did you watch yeah the, I did. you did ah oh, no i don't oh, i don't remember who that was my tongue man it's anyway it's not, it was on netflix i believe yeah, yeah. i'm sure we can do like a little pop-up and yeah it's gonna be like right here I'm like that's it yeah that's what it is yeah and uh basically some guy, random guy found her he was, I guess he was at an auction, I think it was a story. I could yeah, be completely wrong. I think that's right. And then there was all this film, undeveloped film, and just on a whim, he got some developed, and he was able to find this amazing work, and she yeah. just basically was... She did street, right? She's street, street photography, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but she just died as an unknown photographer, you know? Right. But I guess like all the money kind of went back to her family. I don't think she actually had any family, so I don't really know who it went to, but it went to somebody that... 
It's crazy, though, to think yeah. that you have this body of work that was just no one knew about. So clearly she wasn't doing it for anyone. She was doing it for herself. Right. right? Yeah. Because she didn't put and it she, anywhere. So also, th- I think it was in a time where, you know, female photographer. Was it the street, 60s, I think? Yeah. So like that would have been probably difficult, especially if she was a nanny. Like, yeah. I don't think in that time you could have been like, you know what? Oh, I'm I got just going to be a photographer. Vivian Mayer. Meyer. Vivian Meyer. Meyer. Yeah, Meyer sounds right. Meyer. Vivian Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. Yes. So you guys should um, check that out for sure. Um, any kind of photo documentary I can watch. Yeah. I, I enjoy. But I guess they go and they talk about, I guess, so she was a nanny for four kids, I believe. Yeah. And then the kids came on the documentary and they said how she was just not a nice person, but she would just always have her camera with her and always huh. be taking pictures, you know? But uh, Interesting. Yeah, no. So I, I think it comes down to, you know, shoot for yourself first, always. Hmm. And then... Yeah, shoot for your audience. You know, obviously, if you want to, it's easier than ever now to to run a business with photography, right? Like, you, you need to know barely anything as far as, like, a, a, the technical side of how a camera works to make good images. You definitely need to know composition. You should need to know lighting or at least, mm-hmm. you know, where to position someone, right? But it then comes down to business. How am I promoting myself? How am I marketing myself? How am yeah. I connecting with people? What kind of packages am I offering? All of that stuff is then what can determine, you know, if you have a good successful financially It really is about career. who you know. Yeah. I forgot, the, I don't know the name of this person, but there was a story about a year ago, some girl, I think she worked for a magazine, but she was always brushing elbows with uh, celebrities, sure. um, like really famous people. Yep. And then she left that that business, but she had all these connections. So she's like, I'm going to start a photography business. Yeah. And she just reached out to all these people saying, Hey, I'm a photographer now. And these photographer or these photographs were not great, you know, yeah. but she knew all of these people, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's just about like who, you know, you know, you do one, you do one wedding for a celebrity and you're just now a celebrity wedding photographer. It can snowball. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes down to too, again, there's, there's a business savvy with that where, you need to recognize like, Hey, here's an opportunity or, or here's, um, you know, the ability for me to connect with someone. Mm -hmm. Let me try to capitalize on that. Let me try to take advantage of this situation. And I think it's, it's sometimes the, at least, you know, for a while, my thought was, Oh, someone will just discover me. Right. Mm. And I think that are a lot of young, I say young, early photographers, that think that way. Oh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of likes. I'm going to get a whole bunch of followers and someone's going to discover me and then pay me millions of dollars to take pictures. It's like, no man, that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. At least not in my experience. And I'm sure there's 1% of people that get discovered like the Justin Bieber's of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. But that dude was putting his content out. Someone found him was like, yo, you're, I can make you a star. Yeah. That's going to be rare that someone a is going to say like, I'm going to make this photographer a star. No one wants to make a photographer a star, right. but that some, um, some company, some brand is going to say like, oh my God, I need this person. No, because yeah, now because you become a dime a dozen. Right. There's 50 of you that can do the same thing. In any thing. industry though. And music and that's true the too. YouTube community. True There's too, billions man. of videos out there that are just not getting any likes. Like I, I feel if, you, if anybody goes on Reddit, there's always... So every once a month or something like that, somebody posts a video of like, oh, there's a 12-year-old kid who loves dinosaurs and he's playing with those dinosaurs and it's hilarious. Yeah. And then he'll get millions of likes on that one video. <laughs> yeah. But then it's also depressing because nobody watched the next video or the next video or the next nope. video. And then it's just all downhill from they there. They watch that one. So yeah. yeah so this poor man. kid feels like he's going to be famous and then he's just not. And he's not. <laughs> right. And then so, so it's, it's, yeah. So when I think about that, right, the education, I think about, again, my 11 and 13-year-old nephew and then even now my daughters, it's like, being able to kind of set those expectations of like, Hey, here's how this might work. Right, right. Like, don't, don't set your heart on this thing. And I get it. Like, maybe it sounds like I'm being negative, 
But at the same time, that would suck if that was my kid mm. who's playing with dinosaurs and is like, oh my God, this happens. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this happens. And then yeah. it didn't. And it's just like, oh. And then, so, so, yeah, so the downside, right, is that I think it's not uncommon for creatives to suffer from anxiety and depression. Mm. And when that hits you, man, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I definitely went through, I was talking about before, before we started recording that like, I had my rock bottom, man, and I was not in a good place at all. Mm. And that's a real thing. And, it, and it's interesting because more and more people kind of talk about that now. It's, it's more, or at least in, in the channels that I've shared, where it's a little bit more, um, people are just more vocal about it. Like, it's right, not this right. taboo thing, like, oh, no, you don't talk about that. It's like, no, that's the thing that happens. So that could be a contributing factor. So, so I think... what's a good comeback story? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should. Yeah. But I think in summary, the idea should be that don't get wrapped up and, and so tied up in the likes and the follows because it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Just like, I mean, I could connect it to so many other things, but like, it really doesn't mean anything. Like, you can still be successful if you allow yourself to disconnect and say, hey, I'm doing work. I'm proud of my work. I'm paying my bills. I don't care how many follows and likes that I have. Right, yeah. If it matters, then make it matter. But if it doesn't, leave it alone. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so I kind of want to talk about that and bring it back to photography and do it, man. You know what I'm doing. So, so wait, before we could, if I, yeah. if, if I could just ask you, how did you, how did you get started? How did you, I'm cutting you off completely, but no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, tell I guess me about your like creative started, yeah. path, man. Uh, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Right. So in 2012, I, I bought my first camera. So, yeah. Est, so my partner is Esteban Gill, ego photo on Instagram. Ego. Ego. And, uh, He's been doing photography kind of just, you know, for fun ever since, you know, for forever. You know, he took yeah. photography classes. I had no, I had no interest in photography whatsoever. I didn't know how to use a camera. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and Until then just, 2012. Yeah. yeah literally, okay. that was a start, you know. Dope. Um, and I bought my first T3i and I bought a pancake lens, like the 40 millimeter yeah. pancake lens. Love I don't that. know. So I didn't know anything. Esteban told me to buy it. Yeah. So I bought it and I'm like, where's the zoom? How do you zoom on this thing? Is like your feet, you know? Yep. So I didn't know anything between the <laughs> prime lens, the zoom lens, you know, it's all brand new in me, right? Yeah. So I took some pictures of some cars. It was my first actual fun thing. When I, as soon as I got the camera, went down to the beach, took some old school cars that cool. were on display. And he's like, these are really good. You know, you have a good eye for it. And I was like, okay, so that's kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm decent at it. So um, that there I was working at, while I was doing or started photography, I, I was working at the hospital, Yale New Haven Hospital, working mm. with uh, teenagers in the psych ward, basically. So oh, wow. kids that would, you know, be suicidal, depressed, uh, anxiety, we had all the whole spectrum of Whoa. psychotic disorders. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. So I did that for seven or eight years, you know. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you're no so, stranger to that world at no, all. No, no, no. So I was on the locked unit with getting the kids that would come in. Um, so basically we started a uh, business together and we put under his name because, you know, he had more experience and I was just like, you know, people, my, my thought process was that, you know, it's going to be from a psychological background. Cause that's what I studied and yeah. I went to UConn. Yeah. And, uh, people, it's, it might be easier to get business if they can relate to like one person rather than a business or a conglomerate. Ah, oh, see, of, that's interesting, man. Cause, yeah, like cause that's studio. something, that's something that I'm just making sure that we're not running over. Okay. We're still good. Um, that's something that when I think about that, uh, you know, obviously my, my brand is my name, yeah. right? And I wanted it to be that because I thought, well, you're hiring me, you're getting me, right? right? And then with a the studio name, right? Like, let's just say it was, you know, uh, Studio 19. Right, right. Studio 19 could be anyone. So mm -hmm. that means I could send anyone. Yeah, it's very ambiguous. So you know? it's, it's ambiguous, but at the same time, it, it allows for this expansion mm -hmm. should you want that, right? right. 
Um, and I think that there is that there's that teetering, um, especially in the wedding industry where you get to a level where you're here and you go, well, I don't want to shoot anymore. I want to just make money right mm-hmm. as a businessman. And then you can say, well, I'm going to send out these associates yeah. or if you want to hire me, well, you're paying top dollar. Yeah, but if you want yeah. my style, the people dollar. that I've trained, you can get other, other packages. Mm-hmm. At least that's like what I've seen through and through again. So yeah. that's interesting. So, so it, it I is, like that. You're it, is, right. it is a thing because, uh, I don't know if you read a lot of, uh, uh, psychological books, business books, but the Gary Vaynerchuk book. Um, oh, yeah, Gary V. Yeah, he, you know, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's he my boy. A, yeah, yeah, Gary. Yeah, a little thing yeah. with him. Um, <laughs> but he, he wrote two books, Crush crush It and then Crushing It, but he basically talks about, uh, you know, develop, developing a personal brand, and yeah. he came up with this million-dollar uh, media industry, Vayner Media, yep. based on his name, you know, so, so he wants to basically be be a business, be a brand, and put things out there that he cares about, you know? So anyway, yeah. that kind of like a little, little tangent. So no, anyway, so what, so what we came up with, it's like Esteban Gil Photography, Ego Photo. Yep. And then ever since then, we've been working together. Uh, so he's also my best friend. We've been best friends since middle school, seventh grade. That's dope. Yeah, so people always say, don't go into business with your friends, and they're not wrong, you know? So <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a long journey. Yeah. We've both grown as people and yeah. as photographers and as business partners, and we've learned so much I bet, about man. the business. And it's really cool having working with somebody because we would go out to literally every single shoot together. Yeah. We would shoot together. And it's nice having somebody there to work off of Dude. because when you're with a, when you're with a shooting a person or a client or, or two people or more, it's nice to take a break, take a breather and kind of think about your next photo. So when I'm, I'll take a picture and then while I'm taking my photo and doing my thing, Esteban's like, off in the distance looking for scouting, the, checking out yeah, some yeah, spot, trying new, to find like, new idea. Or the, yeah. you know. So it's always like give and take with both of us. Cool. And then he'll be like, I can't figure out a picture. Can you take a look at this? Yeah. And I'll give him my tips or my suggestions. And then same thing, vice versa. I'm like, I can't figure it out. Like I That's, can't, I can't, I'm sure you've got this before where it's like, I have this idea in my head, yeah. but I can't translate it into a two dimensional image. Like you the know? execution. Yeah. And, and I think that's huge. When I've had people, so I used to have people here um, working in the space with me, and just the idea, just what you're saying, like bouncing ideas, yeah. like, "Hey, can you put eyes on this?" Because I've been staring at it for a while. Or in the moment when you're trying, you're like, "I'm fixated on this thing, and I need to get out of my own head for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Can you help me get out of my own head?" Yeah. So I agree with you, man. It's it's super huge to have that. My brother is my second shooter when okay. I shoot weddings, so he's there, and it's great because you know he's my brother, and mm-hmm. it's like we we could just go back and forth and being able to say like, I got this thing, like, what do you think of that? Oh, it's cool. But what about this thing? Oh, you're right at this thing over here. Let me, let me do it. Hey guys, come over. And the ability to, to kind of expand upon your mindset, especially with someone that you're extremely comfortable with Mm -hmm. that knows what you're trying to do. Right. Cause Esteban might go, Mark, here's, here's what about this? And you're like, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Thanks. (laughs) Cause he's in your head the same way that you could be in his head or even just improving it, you know, seeing a a picture. I'm like, that's cool. But what if you move them over here? Like remember this one image where he had, he had the drone up in the air and we were at this, this lake, front and there was these boats around cool and the image started off with them all the way in the dock so then we were looking at the screen and then you could see like obviously the live preview yeah and then i'm like what if you move them from down there to where the boats are and so you kind of have like all the boats surrounding them and if you go on like the instagram you see you know, the result of that yeah so it's like almost a combined effort of That's, images so yeah. it was always kind of weird um saying esteban took this or mark took this because 
it's, it's always we took it uh, yeah it's kind of like yeah. a we thing so uh so yeah so that's that's the good thing but also the bad or i guess not a really bad thing but it's always competitive like you want to yeah try to make a better picture uh, then the, you know, then the next, the person next to you. So if the you're shooting thing. over there, I want to, I'm like, Steve, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to like make a better picture than him. I want to sure. wow the client even more. So sure. it's always, I guess it's good competition at the same time. Yeah. But obviously it's a business. So there's always, you know, things that come along with the business and partnerships yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So we've been doing that for seven years and, um, you know, just recently I, I came to terms, I guess this is my, uh, my admission that I'm actually taking a break from the company yeah. indefinitely uh, and going to be traveling. So, yeah. yeah so while well, I was on the hiatus from the social media for about a month, just thought a lot about life and yeah. what I want to do with, with my life, my photography. And I don't know if maybe I'll ask you this, but yeah. do you, do you love photography? Do you love just like the process? I don't know. So tell me, I would love to hear like other, hear other people's, comments and stuff like that about do do they love like everything about photography or is do they hate some parts do they i don't know it's just so i don't feel that i'll give you my, my perspective is yeah that it's a job and it's also it's a love-hate relationship right i i don't really enjoy sitting in front of a computer for hours editing photos you know yep. i'd rather be out shooting i love yep. working with people i love being behind the camera and, and creating images but just the, the process of sitting down and like having to, to deal computer work and being inside, it's just not fun for me. Yeah. Um, but when you do personal projects, I love doing personal projects versus, um, I'm going to do that again. Sorry. No, 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 no you're good. Just keep so, going. No, so the personal projects for sure are way more satisfying. Yeah. So like I get, you get excited, right? You can't, you can't ready to put the memory card in you start downloading the pictures and versus like a wedding. It's like, yeah, it's a wedding. Yeah, because sometimes the clients don't care about their pictures. You know, they're just hiring you, or they don't even hire you. Their parents hire you. Well, so you, they, you know, they don't really care. That's what I was yeah. talking about before of being just like a button pusher, where it's not, I'm not hiring Mark, I'm hiring a photographer. Yeah, and right? I'm I not always, hiring Esteban, I'm hiring a photographer. And yeah, that, I always want to do my best at yeah. a wedding. You know, I, I never, I never half assed sure. it, you know? No. But at the same time, it's like, should I put all my effort and my hardest work into somebody that's not going to appreciate it? You know, cause it is, it is art, you know? So you're creating art. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to just document the day as it happened. I want to create images that evoke emotions. Like you said, right. You, yeah. You want someone to hang a piece of art on their wall. Right. You don't want them to just flip through snapshots on their phone. Right. Right. That's so before I get into that, I'm going to pause for a second. Okay. We're going to just cut and then we'll come right back. Be right back. So, the, the question you would can I just was, hold on? Can I just take a minute yeah, to talk about please. my love for Cumberland Farms? Come if you're watching dude. right now, dollar five coffee every single day. Um, you do not disappoint me. Thank you for being you. And Chipotle, I love you, Chipotle. And Chipotle, I just gotta, coffee. If, and if any of you are watching uh, <laughs> and you want to sponsor this podcast or please. me in my travels, please. I yes, love, I would love to be your. Um, face this beautiful face just constant just like selfies of you just always farms in the middle of iceland oh, they're dude. like we're not in iceland yeah you are <laughs> you are now um coffee and chipotle that and chipotle. Sound no that's not a good that's no. a that's a toilet treatment that's a that's what that is um so anyway. toilet treatments aside the, the question you had asked right is is pretty loaded do love i love for photography do i love photography yeah um or what do you love about photography so so the the short answer yes and 
the long answer is I, I discovered photography through my love of art and my background. I think I've shared with you. I know I've shared with the audience, but yeah. is graphic, graphic design, design, right? Yeah. So I, I worked as an art director and a graphic designer at a marketing agency. How old are you? Dude? I'm, oh I'm old, dude. I'm almost Damn. 40, right? I know. I'm wow. real old. Um, and I was telling Mark before that I have a guitar that came with a VHS tape and people are like, what's VHS? What the hell is it? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I learned photography in that field mm. and... I made this connection of, um, you know, creating these marketing and advertising materials, but then I had to shoot some type of product right. just for a comp, just so the client could approve it. And then they would send it to some photographer to mm -hmm. do it. And I went on a couple of like big city shoots where we had to do some like drink shoots. We did some stuff for liquor companies and, and food companies. And I saw that and I was like, this is really cool. I still had no clue about like what real photography was, yeah. but then eventually developed and said, this is what I want to do. This is where like my art should be. Mm. Um, so I always started out drawing like that. That was a thing for me, like drawing and it's in my blood. It's in my family. And now I'm, I'm at this place where when I'm creating art with photography, it's like, this is the stuff that I should be making. Like, this is how I should be making like those, those prints on the wall. That to me is like, for me, it's like, yes, I could never draw that, yeah. but I could photograph it and bring it into Photoshop and manipulate it and make it exactly how I would have loved to have drawn it. Cause I was never that mm. good of an illustrator. Yeah, so for me, I love photography. Now, with that said, we were talking about personal projects. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually, I'm going to start working on a new personal project. Um, that box over there, and I'll share it with you after. It's off camera. But that's a box of shells that my father's mother left to me when she passed. That's cool. And I didn't know she collected shells. I wasn't really close with her. She mm. passed when I was young. And now I have this box of shells and I'm like, what am I going to do with this box of shells? And I'm like, I'm going to photograph them. Of course. Like, why wouldn't I, yeah. why wouldn't I photograph them? So for me, it's like this personal project of would I have ever thought to photograph shells? Nope, probably not. But now this is a way for me to have a connection with my grandmother that I didn't have. So when I think about this passion and this love for this craft, I'm going to spend some time with my father over the, over the winter coming into the studio. So I'm hanging out with my dad. His mother's channeled through us making mm. these images of, of like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm, I'm getting excited to think about what kind of stuff could we make? And maybe we're going to use crazy lighting or maybe we won't. Or what could we do? Right. So for me, it's like that love is there for mm. sure. Like I'm an artist at my core. Second to that is, hey, I can make some money doing this. Like this is a business and I'm good at what I do. And now I need to show that to people. And then now you need to pay me for that. And, and that's kind of the, the way that I transitioned into saying, like, I worked as a graphic designer for an agency. I'm now my own photographer. You need to hire me because I'm good. Right. Yeah. That's ultimately what the message is. But as a working photographer, as we, we've discussed, sometimes you take gigs that you don't want to take, mm -hmm. like multiple weddings of someone who's just like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. Can you take our pictures? And they don't care about the picture. And you're like, no, I got this beautiful thing. They're like, no, nah, we don't need to. I'm like, no, yeah, no, the light is perfect. Time. Look at this guy. They're like, nah, yeah. it's fine. We want to dance. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you hired me because of that beautiful. I want to get. And they don't care. So right. then there's that frustration of, OK. But then sometimes um, what's happened a few times, and I'm thankful for that, is I've worked on personal projects. You post it online. You post it on Instagram. Someone searches for you and finds it. And it was like, hey, I like that. Can we redo that? And I go, yeah, that's the whole goal. Mm. Like I worked on this image and I crafted this light and I made this, this look because I love it. And I would love to, for you to pay me to photograph you that way. Yeah. And that's happened a few times. So for me, that's super satisfying. Um, I've even had one client come and say like, I like this picture, this picture, this picture, this picture. I want to do those. And it's like, well, we're not going to do the exact same thing. But knowing that your inspiration is my images I couldn't ask for anything better. Right. Mm. Like versus 
when I'll ask a new client, like, hey, do you have inspiration for a shoot that you want to do? They might show me some random Pinterest board, something like that. But when it's my own work, I'm like, yes. Yeah, that, we, that's we, where the love is yeah, there. We despise the whole Pinterest. Oh, We've had clients that come with whole dude, packets I, full of pictures to, I, for us to replicate. I and bet. It's just, it's, right. It that, stifles your creativity. It's, it's sucking away. It's like, dude, no, I'm my own artist. It's like, no, no, no. We want the little sign that says just man. It's like, no, yeah. don't do that. What if we did this? No, I don't want that. I want to do exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, and it does. Okay. It eats away at your but you soul, also have man. To, you, know, you also have to please a client, but know, that's it. You're man. in the customer service industry. It's a business. It's mm-hmm. customer service. It's uh, a lot of the work that I've been uh, photographing lately is um, uh, corporate commercial stuff. Yeah, boring stuff yeah. like you know meetings, board meetings. I photographed, and it's it's not glamorous. It's it's not really that fun. You sometimes hear some interesting things. Mm. Um, I've been in some interesting boardrooms, but. It's, you know, it keeps the lights on. It keeps the lights on, dude. And, and that's, pursue other stuff, yeah. that's the sort of trade off, right? Is that you do enough of that work. And I think this is kind of what I'm getting at is you do enough of the work that you don't want to do that will fund the work that you do want to do. Mm. And then hopefully you can only do and get paid to do the work that you want to do. And, no. and it's taken me a while, personally, a while to kind of start shooting with a whole bunch of stuff. And then you start to begin to narrow that scope of saying, here's what I want to shoot. Yeah, like, yeah. like shooting, like everyone's, I think every photographer shoots with like landscapes, like mm-hmm. everyone shoot. Cause it's easy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. there. It's a beautiful sky. You're like you can get a sunset every single day. Um, so it's there and you start there and you figure things out and you go, yeah, I want to do that. And you're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Cause I can't get paid for that mm-hmm. unless I'm a fine art and travel photographer. And that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But you start to narrow it down. And so for me, right, this is, again, the long answer. It's, yes, I love photography. Do I love every aspect of being in the business of photography? No. Mm. Um, but to your point of sitting behind the computer and editing, I do actually enjoy that. Mm. Um, but on personal projects or everything completely? Personal projects, um, editing a wedding, no. Yeah. You know. Because like uh, how, many, how, much, how, how fun is it to edit? Drunk people dancing at a reception. That's not fun. What's fun are yeah. are those, you know, those handful of beautiful works right, of art. Right, right, Those right. are great, right. That you have with the, the couple, you know, that you're create, taking time to create. The, the foremost, yeah. right. Yeah, the beautiful, you're, you're setting up light and you're spending, yeah. Right. But then that's why they also make services that will let you pay yeah. for someone to do it. So, and then Yeah, so I've actually looked into that. You did, it, okay, cool. It's, it's $100 and basically you pick... So for an entire wedding, I'll shoot 1,500 images, right? And you pick the ones that you think are good, and then you basically send them your preset, and you ship them off. And then about a week later, and $100, like, out of your wallet, you get all the images fully edited, you know? And you can still go in and kind of make the tweaks and stuff like that. But, I mean, would I rather sit in front of a computer for eight hours or however long it takes to five to eight hours to do a wedding? Or would I want to get my time and, and right. you know, so you kind of, you kind of got to like judge it. So I'm sure Esteban actually had like a long discussion about, should we be doing this? And he was very, very against sending it because it's not authentic. You know, it's not, you're yeah. not really editing. It's not really your work if somebody else is editing it. True. But at the same time, there's other, there's professional headshot, like Peter Hurley, you've talked about him before. He doesn't edit. His he doesn't no. Uh, dude, I think most photographers don't edit their own. Like most I was going to say successful, but I don't mean that. But like, I think most high-end photographers, yeah. they don't. No, a lot of photographers so. don't even retouch, I'm finding. Mm. And for me, it's like, that's crazy. Of course, There's, why wouldn't you retouch? But I don't know if you're familiar with two-man studios, but they're one I've, of the higher-end. The higher, the higher but they shoot over 10,000 images at a wedding, you know? So it's just constantly holding on the shutter. That's crazy. So can you imagine going through... I, we go through 2,000 images, and that takes a long time, but going to, calling through 10,000 images, no it's way, insane. Man. It, it would make way more sense to but just... But their images are insane. So it. the image that they post, they, the, the, the editing is just, it probably takes 
couple hours just for that one image because yeah. their work is phenomenal. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But just having good to go through 10,000 images, it just, it's mind boggling how no long way, that man. would take. Well, cause I, then I think that's the, the trade off, right. Is saying, um, right. Do I want to be authentic mm-hmm. or do I want to run my business? And, and not you to say it has do, to be, not to say both. It, it has yeah. to be so extreme. Right. But then it comes down to, well, if I'm editing, I can't be booking more work or if I'm editing, I can't be doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. which is fine. Cause then at the end of the day, you just say, well, I have to charge you to do the edits because it takes time to do that mm-hmm. stuff. And I think there's a, you know, a, a big misunderstanding or misconception with a lot of the general public when they're like, it costs how much for a wedding? It's like, bro, do you even know the amount of time it yeah. takes? Like it's all in this book. <laughs> Um, modern wedding photography by but Suzaz. Suzanne Zaz. That's, that's an name. interesting last name. S Z A S Z. I don't think that's real. Anyway, <laughs> it it does take a lot of time. So there is that that trade off, man. And and me personally, I've I've edited every single wedding that I've delivered. Mm-hmm. My brother uh, doesn't even he gives me his files, and you know I do all the yeah. editing. So it's I 100% know the time it takes and. You try to learn all the shortcuts. You use presets, things yeah. to kind of save and, and do bulk um, processing, but it does take time. And I also do films as well. And I, I know you do film or video, I guess you could say. Oh, right, right, right. Video, and, yes. And uh, that takes That's even longer. way longer, man. And you don't even get paid as much. I mean, unless you're really... People don't value video as much they as they do photography. It's secondary, know? for sure. But the, the time... I feel that's even more creative than photography because you have to kind of create a story out of nothing and create emotion and yeah. find music. Yeah. So it's the music, right? Just sourcing and finding the right song takes forever. I can go on for so entire podcast I, about the music. I don't know if you know, Will Talamelli, but he yeah, used to yeah. share the space with me and I would sit next to him and I would watch his process. I, I second shoot with him. It's so frustrating. And, and the tools that we have to find the music is just, yeah, man. There. I've emailed every single music licensing company. Yeah. Saying, Please make a, uh, an ability to hide a track because there's tracks that I will never ever use, but they keep popping up uh, and I want my workflow to be fast. You know, I yep. want to find this track that I want and get to work. Yeah. But the first step out of every film or trailer is to find that perfect song that yeah. has like the right build up for the first kiss. And then it kind of like dips down and you kind of throw this toast. So I have a whole, I have a yeah. whole method, but you have to find that perfect music. Yeah. But I don't want to get too much in the films because I know not many people are into like the films and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but I think there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, it's interesting because much like yourself, mm-hmm. I'm what I would call a hybrid shooter. Like yeah. I shoot both. Like I'm not afraid of shooting, you know, video. Like mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable approaching that. Um, now, depending upon the level or the extent of the video that you need produced, right? There's people that I would call yeah. to. I don't help think with I'm that. a great editor. I'm an okay editor. I would. But say I can't the same do all myself. the transitions and stuff like that. There's there's videographers or filmmakers. The yeah. terminology is so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a, vid- a videographer. Yeah, cinematography. Yeah, it's, it, dude, it's, it's just how much do you charge? You know, if yeah. your cinematography charge like 10 grand, you charge more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do video. It's a wedding video. I do video. Yeah. yeah. It's a wedding video. Yeah. I feel so really pretentious calling myself a cinematographer. A cinematographer. It's yeah. like, I don't have, no, that's not me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So when I first started, I had to learn video and photo at the same time. So it was yeah. very challenging to, to do, to do both because it is a whole different, I mean, obviously working with a camera is the same, but the the, the, the mindset is different be- between film and photography because yeah. photographs, you just take a picture of what's in front of you. Yep. Films, you gotta, fil- you gotta film what happened between A and B and C and D. There's motion. Yeah, yep. and then you have to think of B-roll, right? So yep. you gotta find stuff that you would 
I guess you would photograph or you would take video of that normally wouldn't you wouldn't photograph of you know right so, no you wouldn't take a picture so if of I'm that. if I'm doing a if I'm doing a photo here it would just be a picture of the two of us but if I'm doing a video right. it'd be the two of us talking but I'd also have b-roll of like your guitar of the sriracha bottle over there maybe close up our hands on the mics and yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. mixing the level right yeah. you know, all those little so, things that help tell that, that, that story it wouldn't make a good photograph you can't put that in a wedding album no. but you need it for your video you no. know so it took a long while to kind of get you, that you mindset have to compartmentalize of, they're very different yeah for sure but that's a whole other tangent i'll come back and talk about <laughs> film if you guys want to see that but um yeah um so so going back to you traveling right yeah, yeah um so so we've talked a little bit about how you kind of got into this space how you've been working in this space yeah so you took the break and now you're you're gonna so go the, the, travel yeah so the conclusion i came up with uh while i was on my i guess instagram facebook hiatus was yeah. that uh my heart's not in the work i guess you'd say it's cool that i can make money doing photography and i'm yeah not to sound cocky but i'm, I'm pretty good at it you know yeah so I don't, but I don't, it's, it's, it's cool that I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at, good at what I do, but if it's not my path or my, my life, but I want to do the rest of my life, then I, I want to find what I want to do, what I'm passionate about. And maybe it is rediscovering photography, Could stuff be. that I love. So I'm going to Iceland, uh, on Saturday, Saturday, and it's this Saturday, it's this Saturday. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. So dude. I'd love to come back. I'd probably be like a completely different person after experiencing Could that be, thing. Man. Yeah. yeah. So actually I, I reached out on Facebook. There's a, a 20,000 person, uh, Iceland travelers Facebook group. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be there for a week. I would love to find a couple to shoot. That's going to be there traveling. So I actually got a few responses. So I, Oh, cool. I guess I booked them. Yeah. It's going to just kind of be some pictures. That's awesome. And like Reykjavik and, um, maybe going to, so I want to just kind of like find people at these touristy spots and be like, yeah. can I take your picture? We'll go do something. I'm not creepy. I swear to God, here's my <laughs> business card. That fine line. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So hopefully I can fall in love with photography or find something I want to do or cause I've never traveled solo and I've never traveled out of the country before. Okay. So I'm kind of heading both at the same time. For sure. I would. And people are, have told me that solo travel is the best thing that you could ever do. Well, traveling number one is the best thing you yeah. do. I've never really traveled before. And Iceland is Phenomenal. If I nobody see pictures of Iceland, it's absolutely insane. It's the spot. I mean, that spot has Have blown you been? up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's where I proposed to my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so awesome. I had this, I had this great you do it idea. So we were in uh, Akureyri. Okay. Um, we first landed, we were in Reykjavik. We hung out there for a little bit. We, we hit a few different spots. We kind of did a little hopping around, but I was going with the whole idea was, dude, we're going to go out, we're see the Northern Lights. Mm. We're going to be looking up at the sky. She's, I'm going to call her name. She's going to turn back. I'm going to be down on one knee. It's going to be dope. Nope, no Northern Lights. We had like a yeah, full, we had like, like a whiteout. It was awful, dude. The worst weather you could possibly have. Yeah. Go figure. It's Iceland, right? It was cold and windy and rainy and snowy. Was it the winter? Um, it was in March. Yeah, so it so was just the, like the tail, tail end. Yeah. Um, but still good enough season to have Northern Lights, right? And, and it was also right at, so part of why we went was, um, Sarah, my wife doesn't travel too well. Mm -hmm. So it was right in the time where we had, um, a good mixture of day and light. Like it wasn't too much night and wasn't too much day. It was like, like eight it, hours or something like that. It, I think it was like a little bit longer than that, yeah. but yeah, it was so dope, man. The sunset took forever. Like yeah. it took so long for the sun to go down. Yeah. And I was like, why? Oh wait, that's right. Cause we're way the fuck up North. Yeah. So it's going to be six hours when I'm there. Six but, hours. Okay, yeah. cool. But no, it's, it. It's amazing there, and it's it's beautiful. I, I would love to go back just for a photographic trip. I mm. want to go back with my father and my brother because um, we've been doing, like, photo trips lately. So I want to go back with them and just hang out in Iceland. So mm. I'm excited for you just to go there, yeah, not only so, just solo, but just to experience that. You're right, because 
you're going to be on your own. You get to call the shots. You get to make the plans. Mm-hmm. You get to do what you want there. That's exciting. Man. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing pictures of some couples there and hopefully take some cool pictures, you know, and, and love the, per- cause it's, it's a personal project, right? It's not yeah. really for work. There's a whole dynamic between taking money for your photographs and just doing it for free. Yep. Um, I'm a huge advocate of doing things for free. You know, yeah. I know people or other professionals, they say don't do free work cause it devalues the industry. But first of all, you need to do free work to get your portfolio out there when you, you first do. start. And second of all, you know, there's expectations much lower when you're not, when you're doing it for free yeah. versus even if I just charge you a dollar, you know, there's obviously some, some psychological value behind that dollar, right? I think that devalues it more. Like yeah. I think if you, yeah, I think if you if give you undercharge someone a discount, versus free, yeah, because free is like a favor, right? Free is, hey, I did this for free. Next time I won't. But yeah. if you're like, oh, I'll do it for a hundred bucks, you're like, oh, cool, you'll do it next time for a hundred bucks. No, 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 that was the one time. No, 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 no. You did it for a hundred bucks. Let's do it for a hundred bucks again. And you're like, no, I did it for free. That's what happens. Yeah. For and I'll send. So a lot of times, what I'll even do is I'll send. So for for you or anyone listening too is, um, I'll send an invoice with mm. a discount of what it would have cost. So okay. like, hey, if I do a shoot with you and this is a five hundred dollars shoot, we did. I said we're gonna do it for free because I want to do it. Yeah. Here was an invoice of five hundred dollars, or someone wants to shoot with me and it's a collab. Mm-hmm. Here's what it would have cost, just FYI. Yeah. We didn't charge you anything, but this is what I would have charged. Yeah, we've had clients come back like years after and be like, well, we know you charged this person this much, and like, yeah, but that was like years ago. Yeah, you know? that's so, hard too, man. But anyway, so personal projects and it's different. Free, it's you know, it's a lot. You know, you can take your time. You could be. You could do deliver horrible work and it's free, so it's, it's fine. Do whatever you it's want. It's just on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm also shooting a. It's not really a vlog. It's kind of, I guess, uh, a story of my, yeah, my my journey. I guess you could say. Yeah. So I picked out a song where it's half of it's instrumental and the other half is, to, to music and the lyrics are kind of symbolic of what I'm kind of going through. I guess you could say. Yeah. Not sound, like so like dramatic about it. Sad, but, yeah, man, it's real. Yeah, but it's 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 a big life. I think it's a big life turning point because. You know, I'm kind of, I guess you could say, quitting my job, right? I yeah. basically essentially am, you know? So I'm, I. You're going stopped, on a hiatus. Yeah, I stopped taking um, wedding jobs for next year for the most part. Yeah. So I'm going to finish out what I have booked already. So if any my clients are watching this, I'll still be there at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next year. Mark's showing up, don't worry. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> and um, so, but I'm going to Iceland on Saturday. Yeah. I'm also looked into the WOOF program. Have you heard about that? No. WWOF.com? No. Or dot org, whatever. So it's, I forgot what it stands for, but it's like the worldwide organic, uh, farms, right? Oh, and oh wait, I think I have a friend who's doing that Yeah. in, uh, where was she? She was in Ireland, I think. You could do, anyway. So, so they, there's thousands of them across the entire world, yeah. right? So basically you work you own, on a farm, right? Yeah. You just live, yeah. live on a farm. So and they, it, they give you housing and stuff. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, no, I'm, no, no, but no. I'm excited. That's cool yeah, that you're doing yeah. that. So <gasps> it's, it's such a crazy thing to talk about because Obviously, you go from like a steady job, Dude. make a ton of money, and then you're just like, eh, one day I'm just gonna like leave it all and just gonna go find. That's a completely right, a complete shift, man. Yeah. It's, so I looked it's... into. For some reason, I think I was like watching a documentary in New Zealand came up. Yeah. I'm like, man, New Zealand sounds pretty cool. It's Dude, pretty, I love pretty to go green. To New Zealand. That's on my bucket list for sure. So then I email. I found a. Um, so you have to like pay for the each individual country has its own fee. So okay. it's like 27 bucks, right, for New Zealand. Okay. So I found a, a, a family that I'm going to want to go live with. Yeah. So they got four teenagers and they own um, a horseback ride training farm on like 15 or four, or so, no, uh, 40 acres yeah. of land. And basically you go learn how to milk cows and like Dude. grow f- crops and stuff. So I emailed them. And I was like, hey, I would love to come out there in February. And they said, love to have you. Cool. But then I looked at the flight and it's 27 hours. Woo. And sixteen hundred dollars. So I'm like, I really want to go to New Zealand that bad. I was like, yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, why not? So, so you're looking to go into there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, my, I guess my lease is up for my 
my cat. I live in a cabin in the woods, basically. It sounds creepy. Yeah. It is uh, in Guilford. But uh, it's up in January and put all my stuff in storage. It, I'm trying man. to sell everything, all my stuff I don't use on eBay. That's cool, Sell man. all my worldly possessions and yeah. just go out there. And Keep I know, the stuff you need. Yeah. I know it sounds crazier than it actually is, but, you know, maybe it is, but... So you're basically doing, at least, you know, in my mind, like, that's like, you're doing what I w- would want to do or that I think everyone yeah. would want to do. Like, so you talked about like the disconnect from social media. I think everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. And me personally, what I've been doing is I've been monitoring that, um, screen time. And the fact that I saw 185% spike, I was like, dude, I gotta, I'm glad that they added that. Cause now I have an awareness and mm. it's like, I need to not look at that. It's a yeah. distraction. Yeah. I, I actually, it. I challenge anybody who's listening to just. I'm sure you have like a home screen on your iPhone or whatever. Just delete that icon and see how often, because obviously on an iPhone, I don't have an iPhone, but you swipe up, right? Or whatever to get your app app drawer. Yeah. So to go through the whole process of finding Instagram or Facebook or whatever, just delete off your home screen and see how how often your brain tries to open it without you realizing, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm big into mindfulness and meditation and uh, stuff like that. So anytime... I try to practice it as often I can, like be in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, when you're basically, do you study any of that stuff like that? So I, I don't study. I know my brother's a big meditator. I I do take, you know, I'm using technology. My watch will tell me to breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how like, how simple that is, but you're like, you know what? Yeah. Hold on. I'm just going to take a moment, like five minutes to myself to just just stop. And what I'll also do is I'll go, that's why I have a guitar in the studio. I'll walk away from the desk and I'll just go sit and I'll play guitar for 10 minutes. Mm. And that for me is... I'm not thinking about anything other than guitar. Right. Because I can't because I, I'm not that good of a player. <laughs> where So you have to be like... And, and like I need to be up. in the moment. Like if I'm practicing scales, I practice scales. Or like, hey, let me find this riff. And then how could this riff, mm. you know, be melodic with this? And then I'll record. And like, so I'm only in that space. And for me, that's like my meditation, I guess. Yeah. So I don't meditate per se, but... Um, I have done, have you done uh, sensory deprivation tanks? I did, yeah. That's fucking cool, man. That was pretty cool. I did that once. Um, my wife is actually planning on going back because the salt is actually really good for her skin. Mm-hmm. But but don't go if you have a cut on your body. Oh, no, I'm I sure that, that would not it, be fun. That's when I went. And I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> so and all you're like, thinking about is uh, this wound. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So I'm trying yeah. to have a good time, and I'm like, this is not fun. <laughs> How is this relaxing? Yeah. But, no, I wanted, yeah. but, but I think the, the ability to... Um, so I've, I've talked about it before in the podcast and I won't go into full length now, but, um, I did therapy for like 18 months. Mm. Um, I saw a therapist and it was great. We did this EMDR stuff, which was kind of like a hypnosis, but what it did was I went there because I was in a bad place mentally and I needed to get out of that. So how do I do that? I help, I, I go to someone else, right? right. I go to what, call it a higher power or, you know, in this case, you know, someone who charged me, you know, 90 bucks an hour. Yeah, right. Um, and I would go and I would sit with her and at the end of that, I was able to have a lot of self-reflection. So for me, that was, you know, this kind of foundation of being able to now moving forward, anytime I need to think about something, it's Mm -hmm. like I can reflect upon those times and say, okay, cool, here's what's happening. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. Okay, I'm good. Versus just being overwhelmed by things, right? Anxiety, my anxiety level dropped significantly. Like I I almost don't have that. Um, And at the end of it, I loved myself. Like before that, I didn't. Mm. And I knew that. And then after that, it was like, oh, I love Steve. And I know like we're, we're getting deep, yeah. which is fine because it, that's what I would want. That's what I would want to share with people is like, 
yeah, you can keep things on the surface and, oh, this is great. And hey, we're having a great time over here with Mark. We're doing, no, we're doing a podcast. We're talking about real things. And the fact that you've had this experience of like, dude, I hit this moment in my life where I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm. Right. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing for you. So obviously I don't no, want to yeah, speak that's... directly for you, but I'm relating it to the way that I felt too, was like, I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, I need to change something. How do I do that? So you need to actively seek something. And in this case, you disconnected from, and it seems like you've also done it mentally and physically, right? With, yeah. with fasting. Like I do, I fasted for a while and that was just like body experimentation. Like what happens if I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I since have not, but <laughs> it was, it was something where mentally, and then I, then I, then I went into, um, eating just raw vegan and then just vegan, um, and vegetarian. And then mm-hmm. eventually I'm now back into like a full regular diet, but it was really interesting to go through this process of just self-evolution and just self-discovery to Mm -hmm. say like, who am I? Right. Yeah. You're a dude, you're a photographer, you're this person, but it's like, you know, if we're getting real deep, it's like, what's my purpose. Right. And and it sounds like you're like, what's my passion. And if it's not this, what I've been doing, I need to change that. I need to get out of that rut. Like I was working at a job. I was working at that marketing agency. I had a great job and people would be like, why would you want to look? Why aren't you happy? It's like, there's something else. Mm. So it was, it was disconnecting from that. And since then, one of the other things that I did too was I had, um, you know, people call it like a, a like a, a visual board or whatever. You write down the things that you want, like goals. I literally had a list of like goals of things that I wanted, and I would manifest them. I would look at them every day and be like, "That's what I want for me." Right. After getting out of therapy, and I think people should do these things. They sound so cheesy, like don't go out and just buy a self-help book, but like act, do actual like discovery of yourself. Yeah, well, And I think that's what this is going to do for you. Yeah, in my experience, you can't help somebody more than they want to help themselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's great. I can, I can tell you the best advice in the world, but if you're not, if you're not ready to listen, then you know, you can't help that's people. That's exactly. If you're not ready to yeah. listen, if yeah. you're not there mentally. I, I, I experienced it every single day when I used to work with the teenagers who basically wanted to just course, die. They just, course. they don't want to live anymore. And you can be like the best cheerleader, cheerleader in the world and be like, live like life's great yeah. but you know if they don't want to hear if they're not ready to hear it then not there's only so much it. you can do you can i'm, I'm literally getting chills thinking about that i'm not even yeah, kidding yeah scary. because that's real man that's a yeah. real thing so yeah so it was quite the uh polar opposite of you know when i used to do that and then go to weddings on the weekend so <laughs> being with people on the worst days of life and the best days of life right. is kind of like insane to see the the you know, the, what a contrast, man. Oh, what a contrast, yeah. dude. But it eventually got to my mental health having to go to like work with those kids every single day because they'd all be depressed and you just feel the energy, the negative energy in the room. That's a real and thing. And even yeah. when days when I wasn't feeling great, I'd have to come in and just be this positive role model. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty positive for the most part, you know, every single day, but it's just, it just drains on you, you know, when everybody just wants to like bring you down, man. You yeah. Know? So I was like, I got to take a break before it gets even worse. So I, I left that job back in like March of 2015, I think. Then I did yeah. photography full time. But anyway, um, I'm, I completely agree with you about yeah. finding like the, the path in life because most people are the product of their environment, right? They grew up, how, how many people from high school do you guys know? Or, you know, I guess I'm talking to the audience. How many people do you know that they just, they grew up in your town and they never left, right? They, they just, the same they thing. found like a uh, husband or they found a wife, they got kids, they got locked down to a job that they may or may not like, yep. but then that's your life, you know? And I have friends, some of my best friends are like that. Same. Yeah, and it's, it's there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. But it's just like, you can't ever experience what well, I'm going through. So I feel I'm very, very lucky right. and fortunate where I don't have those ties, you right. know? So it's very scary at one point, but it's kind of liberating in a way. Yeah. So 
I'm excited to see the, you know, what I have to do. There's actually another, one of my inspirations is, um, uh, photographer, Lindsay Adler. She, oh, yeah, I know Lindsay. yeah, she uh, just came up with a new book. Oh yeah, I know Lindsay. Oh yeah. yeah Gary Vaynerchuk, Lindsay yeah, Adler. Lindsay, yeah. You know, we're all friends, dude. We just hang yeah. out, bro. You should come hang out with us sometimes. It's a good time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very familiar with Did you with look at her new work. book? No, I yeah, didn't. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So she's basically, she was a, like a wartime photographer and she, Un, un, like unbelievable images in her book. Yeah. And it's just mind blowing, like the things that are happening in the world that we're not even aware of, you know? So she's putting her life on the line and she's basically giving all of her being to being a photographer. That's what she's passionate about. She yeah. loves, she's changing the world because of it. Um, so maybe that's my goal. Maybe my goal is, or my, not my goal, but my, my path, you know, my path in life is to, to help people find the best of their abilities and the, bring out the best in them I feel because that's what I love doing working yeah. with the kids and I love seeing people be the best version of themselves so yeah maybe that's my path because I feel like that's where I'm kind of going is to be maybe not like a life coach but yeah I don't know just to help people motivational whatever yeah not, I would not love to say to, I don't yeah. want to say motivational speaker because I immediately have like this impression of what that Tony is Robbins. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's not you know you wouldn't want it to be this cliche thing yeah. right but no but literally being able to help people find what they need to find mm -hmm. and that to me I mean look I, I think of the woman that helped me and you know she was just doing her job right she's a therapist she was yeah. just doing her job but it's like I will never forget that person I will never forget the moments where things clicked and that is forever with me. And then even just in general, you meet people and they influence you in a way that you didn't think they could influence you mm -hmm. or that they have no idea that they influenced you. So like, wouldn't that be cool if that's what you were actively trying to do is like, I want to help you find this place. And, and I've even tried to do that, you know, coming back to photography, right? As a photographer, like I love education. I love teaching people stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've tried to incorporate that as a business model, right? Um, cause I have a lot of knowledge and yeah, it'd be nice to get paid to do that. But then there are also times where it's like, Hey, you know, that thing that you're real passionate about. So am I like, let's talk about it. Let me show you this thing. This thing's real cool over mm. here. And this thing's really cool over. So it's being able to share that stuff and not have it be this super competitive thing. Again, it's a competition. It's a business, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, it's, uh, you love photography. I love photography. We should be friends. <laughs> um, so when, when you can do that and you can see people, feed off of that. Like yeah. during, during like photo meets and things like that, right. where you see people get excited about stuff and you're like, yeah, check this out. And it's not this competitive thing, which it, it happens to be sometimes, but when it's not, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. The this photo is cool. Were awesome. I love the energy. Love that. That. Yeah. It was really cool. The middle of people. I love that. I still so, talked to, like I was talking about June a couple of days ago and still yeah. talked to Jolly. He messed me last night. Yeah. Um, I met so many cool people. I met we you. Were, we were on, <laughs> yeah. yeah, met you and we were on, um, we were looking at, uh, uh, Guzzy's, uh, story. Oh like, hey, yeah. Steve. It was so random. <laughs> we're like the only two people in there. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, hey like, dude, what's up? We just have our own conversation. He's yeah. doing his retouching. Um, but that's like that, those connections, that's cool. That's, yeah. that's, you know, when, when you feel that you were talking about energy before, like to me, I'm, I'm a firm believer in energy. That's a real thing. And when you have that positive energy that you pick up off of someone, mm -hmm. it's like, I become addicted to that. It's like, I want to be around you because you yeah. have this energy, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so there's something nice when you see that, that change of like this, this energy that's low to this energy that becomes high. Um, I had that a lot when I worked at Apple and like someone would come in either bummed out or just, you know, not in a great place. And yeah. then like, hopefully being able to, through teaching them this cool thing that you can do on your device. And then they're like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. This is, so, I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Yes. I'm fueled <laughs> right now. So it's, it's cool to have that. Um, when, when you can surround yourself with that positive energy, mm. 
my point being is that when you, when you have that energy, that's when you have an energy, that's not there, when you know, it could be, uh, again, speaking from my personal experience, it's, I'm way better with it in this good place than it was right, in this yeah. bad place ever. And I know that bad place. I, I, I still connect with it and I acknowledge it, but I'm choosing to be in a good place. Mm. Um, at least that's always my goal. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I get pissed off. Some dude cut me off this morning and I was like, asshole. Uh, all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're a jerk. Back, I'm yeah. not. But I mean, if anybody out there is, is, is kind of in the same space, I guess, where it's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do my life. You know, if I have this photography thing and make a business out of it, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not wrong to, you know, basically figure out what you want to do. You know, it's no, I wish I had better, better words to <laughs> written down that I could have, could have said, but, um, no, yeah, I mean, if, if I could do it, you know, this is actually when I, when I left my, my, my last day of my, um, my job when I used to work with the, the teenagers, the we hospital, basically yeah. had this goodbye. You know, everybody says goodbye to me, basically. Yeah. And uh, you know, I told the kids, you know, if if I can do, if I can leave this job, then I, you know, then it should give you motivation. I didn't say should because I hate that word. Right. But, you know, if I could do it, anybody could do it. You know. Right. So I guess it's kind of the same place now, where it's like if I can leave my photography business and go explore the world and not. It's scary, but you know, I think it's just different, you know. Yeah. And I, if, if if it doesn't work out, I can get a job serving coffee. I can go work, you know. But um, it, yeah. it's the ability to just make that first the leap to, to leap think of faith, beyond the fear, to, yeah. to think beyond the the what ifs of of the fear that because this is this is this is safe, back. right? This is comfortable. So yep. getting out of your comfort zone, uh, yep. it's, it's very scary, but it's it's, it's exciting. And, and when you're 60, 70, 80 years old, you're going to be grateful. Yeah. That's, that, that's ultimately the, the thing that fueled me. I worked at Apple and I left this job that people would be like, you're crazy to leave that job. And it's like, mm. well, I want to pursue photography. So I'm doing this and it's scary and it's terrifying and it might not work. Right. Yeah. Um, I might do this for 10 years. I might do it for 50 years. Um, but I want to know that I did it. I did it for me. Um, and I did it for my family too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got way more flat. I don't want people to think I'm this selfish <laughs> asshole. I got two kids and a wife at home. Yes. I yeah. love all of them, but it's, you, you have to do it for you because mm-hmm. then you're going to live your whole life. Not. And, um, I appreciate you, you sharing your story and yeah, man. I'm excited Thanks to see, me. uh, the, the, the story that you create and the journey that you take, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So like I said before, I don't really have much on my Instagram in terms of recent work. Uh, yeah. All my wedding stuff, my films are on my website. It's just my name, markchung.com. Yeah. It'll be a little link right below here. Right there. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a little lower third. And then Can I get like a get little sound effect. Like, I don't know. A little. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Eagle Photo too, right? Your work's going to yeah. be over there. So um, uh, no, it's actually, we took it all my stuff kind of like that. Your, yeah, oh, so okay. He's, all right. So he's, Mark he's Chung. Sole, sole proprietor now. Yeah. He's, gotcha. He's the man. So gotcha. Um, but yeah, I can't thank, uh, Esteban enough for all he's done and all, you know, we've done together. Yeah, man. So it's, it's been a fun run, but, um, you got to do you. Yeah. As, as the so, kids I mean, say. he, he always, he, he welcomed me back, you know, anytime I want to come back. Of course. But it's just, he's a good it's, dude. It's going yeah. to be hard to come back, you know, after he puts on all the work and he's doing workshops all over the world. Basically. Yeah, I saw so that. He's, he's killing it right now. Yeah, so, man. Um, I'm really happy for him and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's like you said, that's you've, your path, you've known you know? him since middle school, right? Yeah, that's your boy. Yeah, yeah. So it's the ability to have that journey together and then yeah, we had come a to awesome, a place where awesome you can time. say where, where he can 
I'm sure we don't hate each other. Say right, honestly, know? say like Mark. Yeah, you got to do this. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I don't said, want to put yeah. words in his mouth, but I would imagine. No, he's happy from for me. what you're describing. And like I said before, it's you know business between friends. It's it's very difficult because it's very straining on the friendship. Yeah. And something we also talked about. So if anybody's thinking about going into business with their friends, be very careful. You know because it could end the friendship. You know your business could end the friendship. Yep. Um, but it, luckily we survived. Um, we're ending it at like at a, at a good point and, uh, things are, things are good. So I'm looking to be friends with my best friend again yeah, because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's like, it's hard, man. It's very difficult, but, yeah. um, yeah. So if you guys want to reach out, any questions, if I could help you along your, your journey yes. while I figure out my life, yes. uh, yeah, it's, you're never too old to, to figure it out, you know? So, nope. um, Nope. We'll there we'll shouldn't be, like you said, there shouldn't be any shoulds and I, there shouldn't be any supposed tos. Yeah. That was a big stuff. thing in therapy because should is indicative of something's wrong or right, you know? Right. And there's really, there's it just no, is. Yeah. It just is. Dope. Mark. So dude, thanks you, man. Thank you. This is awesome. Awesome. So I'll probably get back in like a couple months and I'm just going to have this long beard. Right? <laughs> dude, I hope so. Yeah. Either that or I'm going to be laying on the couch and you're going to be over there with your <laughs> yeah. pen and paper. Okay. Interesting. You yeah. did that. Okay. All right. Tell yeah. Me, yeah so and so yeah.